This is Fearless Beauties, a podcast dedicated to developing voices of color in the beauty industry. We are talking to estheticians, skin specialists, and business owners to uncover best skin practices, tactical career tips, and ultimately, how we can create a better beauty industry together. I'm your host, Taylor Phillip. And I'm your other co-host, Alina Velez. Welcome to the latest episode of the Fearless Beauties podcast. Welcome to the Fearless Beauties podcast. This is season two, episode 13, and we are talking about disability or embracing disability in the beauty industry. My name is Taylor from Taylor Budgets. And I'm Alina, your co-host. So yeah, Alina, it's been a while, girl. It's been, for me, it's been over a month, so I'm happy to be back. So happy to have you back. Yes. So let's just go ahead and get on into it. I'm so excited for this topic, embracing disability in the beauty industry. I am too. Yeah. I was thinking we've been doing the Fearless Beauties podcast for, I would say like two years. And we've discussed so much about like the LGBTQ community, uh, skin of color, racism, discrimination, but we've never really discussed people living with disabilities. So I think that's like a new chapter for that population that is not included. Yeah, Taylor, good point. So while researching for this topic, I realized that one in five people have a disability of some sort, whether it be visual impairments or, you know, mobility disabilities, learning disabilities. I mean, the list the list goes on, but one in five people, that's l- likely you know somebody with a disability, right? Yeah, that's 20% of, of the world, which is crazy. I did not know that fact. Yeah. And that just goes to show you that the beauty industry, and I'm sure so many other industries are not accounting for that population. And there's so many of them. There are some... Some big powerhouse people, though, that that are really moving the needle for just being the voice for people with disability in the in the beauty industry. Just to highlight a couple, I found this girl named Molly Burke. At age four, she was told that she would eventually go blind as a teen, right? And she did. She was also told that being a disabled woman, she would never be a beauty queen, which was a dream of hers. And guess what? She went on to win Miss Teen Canada International. Wow. And that is just amazing to me. So anyway, she's a Canadian YouTube personality and a motivational speaker. Just all about empowerment, inclusivity, equality. Yeah, just, just a powerhouse. Yeah, I actually uh, watched one of her YouTube videos um, earlier today and she was doing like a campaign with Estee Lauder and they had like the number one foundation out. And I was literally just like mesmerized by her because she was applying her makeup flawlessly. It just goes to show you that your disability doesn't define you. Mm. Um, Like you are not hindered by that. And it's just like, I think it's just, an amazing motivator for people who feel like they can't do something or be someone because of 
their disability, which is so not true. And I was looking through the comments on her videos and there's so many people she's inspiring. And I, I was like reading about her and an article and she said that because I was thinking about how can the beauty industry include people who live with disabilities And in the article, she said that only 10% of the blind know how to read Braille. Yes. And I freaked out for a hot second. I was like, what? Yeah. Because I'm over here like, okay, how does the beauty industry include this population? Like put Braille on the packaging. And then she goes to say, oh, only 10% of the blind know how to read Braille. So, Mm -hmm you need to go a step above that. I was like, whoa, that's crazy to me. Yeah, and I was reading a lot of people saying, if not Braille, then like tactile differentiators would be Mm -hmm. really helpful. And there are some companies who have already incorporated tactile differentiators, like herbal essences on their shampoos and conditioners. They recently started doing marking their shampoos and products with tactile things. Oh, that's awesome. But yeah, it sounds like if not Braille, something on there on products in general is what's needed for right for people. Yeah. And I like that you said in general, like it doesn't need to be a separate thing. I feel like all the packaging, like everything should have that because that's that's truly inclusive. That's what inclusivity is. So I think that was one of the things that I was thinking, like something on the packaging. Mm-hmm that can help those who are blind. And then I was also thinking about some other ways the beauty industry can can include people who live with disabilities. And I was thinking like uh, for those in wheelchairs or motorized wheelchairs, putting products on the lower shelves so that they can reach out. Because a lot of times the more expensive products are on the top shelves and they can't reach those. So true. Just, you know, put them a little bit lower. It doesn't hurt. I feel like people are still going to buy the more expensive products if they're not on the top shelf. Mm -hmm. I mean, if people are confused, you can just put like, hey, like at Ulta or Sephora or something, like put a sign here that says hashtag inclusivity. We're putting things on lower shelves because of this, this, and this. And I think that can eliminate some like, why is this on the bottom shelf? Because, you know, some people are like that. Eh. Right. People are just like that. Like, I like the expensive products on the top shelf because, Mm -hmm. you know, people are people. But then I was also thinking mechanisms to make applying makeup easier for those who have muscular dystrophy. So Mm. there's a lot of people living with disabilities who strive to live normal lives And they want to do that as much as possible on their own. So it's just a way for them to be independent and not be hindered by their disability, where in a world they're seen as less than or not as strong or in other words, dependent. So Or not seen at all. Period. Yes. Yeah. And if we don't if we don't see these faces, people of color and people with disabilities and so on and so forth then it just feels like they don't exist. And I think, Taylor, you had a good point of even just putting up a simple sign, you know, and I think that simple sign of like, hey, you know, this is where this is or whatever, you know, 
it gets people thinking like, oh, it, it makes people think about disabled people. And it's like, yeah, they shouldn't be an afterthought first and foremost. But I think once we start implementing things and signage and and verbiage and things like that um, in the public, it's going to get people thinking more. Definitely. Also, talking about muscular dystrophy, there was a girl that I ran across um, named Jessica Reese. Um, I ran across a YouTube video of her and she was kind of sharing her story. And she's a makeup artist and she does a full face beat, girl, with the mm. brush the brush in her mouth. And it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. I mean, she was rejected by cosmetology schools and now she's a lead makeup artist She's from Philadelphia, so she's a lead makeup artist in this small business fashion week thing. And I was like, you go, girl. Yes. You go. I love I'm it. here for it. And that's crazy because I'm sure the people and brands that rejected her are like, dang. Mm-hmm. And that just goes to, tell, like I said before, you don't, your disability doesn't define you. And if you choose to let it define you, let it define you in a way that empowers others. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, yes, I can do a full face beat and not even like need my hands. Basically, right. I was watching <laughs> like I was watching a TikTok and this man was doing his full he has no arms, no legs. He was doing his full face of makeup with his mouth. I was like, OMG, I can't even do that. Like I can't, <laughs> I have all my fingers. I can't even and that also shows you like if you want to do something and if you really, really want to do it and make a name for yourself, you will find a way. Absolutely. And Absolutely. I mean, that's just so empowering to even able-bodied people. It's it's just empowering all around. I came across Jillian Mercado. Mm-hmm. Uh, she has muscular dystrophy and yeah, she is like, she's it. She's lit. Like, <laughs> yeah. I was looking on her Instagram mm-hmm. and like she's working out and she's doing all these things and it just seems like nothing. Nothing can stop her. Absolutely. No. And it's just, it's amazing. I mean, she has all these brand deals. Like she is giving life. She and was a I model. Just, she was a model for Beyonce. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's all you need to write on your resume. (laughs) (laughs) So true. Like, yeah, it's so empowering. Mm -hmm. And I just love to see it. And I don't think that, um, honestly, for me, I don't think that if I didn't do the research for this podcast, I would have never known. Me too. So I think um, it's just another way for us to get to get it out there. Like mm-hmm. there are people living with disabilities who can change the beauty industry and will change the beauty industry and they're not limited by their disability at all. Mm-hmm. So I've said this before, I think in another podcast, but I just really encourage people to to follow people like this on their Instagram. I mean, I used to follow a ton of celebrities and, you know, musicians or whatever else. And that's cool and everything. But sometimes I feel like, like many people, I'm sure I, you know, you start comparing yourself to their life or, you know, you feel like you should be somewhere else doing something else. And it's like, when you follow people that are 
powerhouses like this and are and are truly making a difference, that changes your feed on your Instagram. And all of a sudden, there's like a switch of like, no, I, I really am inspired by these people. I'm not, I don't find myself comparing or, or, you know, none of that kind of toxic, toxic stuff. It's more of like, wow, like I really, I want to be a part of this too. It's like, how can I, how can I help? And so. Mm-hmm. It only takes one person to really disrupt this whole exclusivity of everything. Mm-hmm. Like it takes one person to just put themselves out there and it only takes like one brand to recognize them. And then it just goes just haywire. Like it just goes viral. And then more people with these disabilities start coming out. I'm like, oh, I want to do this too. I want to do this too. And that is what is going to make the beauty industry more inclusive. I feel like thinking about models and rep- representation is awesome and people who are like, you know, the voices and at the forefront of it. But what about the people that are like the jobs behind it, kind of the True. workers behind it, like the producers and the photographers and the stylists, like yeah. they can be disabled too. You know what I mean? So I think just keeping a real, real open mind about just the discussion of inclusivity and disability in the in the beauty industry because it's not not just about the models and that we see on the runway and on YouTube and all that but but the people who are um, also supporting yeah those supporting roles so like brands hiring people living with disabilities to be makeup artists consultants marketing managers social media managers like even working at the call centers I think it's a great way to be inclusive as well so like at the corporate offices, they can make sure that they have ramps available or desks that can be moved up and down if needed. Things are easy to reach on shelves, et cetera. That's inclusive. Like like you mentioned, they don't have to all be models. Mm-hmm. They can be in those supporting roles because not everyone wants to be a model, you know, so or a hairstylist. You can, you can do it all. I was also thinking about how I mentioned that it only takes one brand or one influencer to disrupt this exclusivity. And then social media does its thing. So social media kind of makes it viral and no brand wants to be left behind. So it's kind of like a FOMO thing because if they don't make the efforts to be more inclusive, like this brand did, they're leaving out such a large population and that's not good for their brand. It kind of feels like I had read this article comparing it to like the shade range thing Mm -hmm. when however many years ago there was, you know, all the lines only had up to a certain shade of foundation, say. And then, you know, I don't remember who was kind of the pioneer to extend the shade range, but... Fenty Beauty. (laughs) Shout out Fenty. (laughs) Yes. And then, you know, there was companies who followed and then there was companies who were late and it felt like those companies who were late were only doing it because, well, now we have to, you know. And so it feels kind of um, relative to disability in the beauty industry because of kind of the same reasons. There are companies like, you know, L'Oreal and Estee Lauder that, that are kind of ahead of the game a little bit and making sure like Estee Lauder 
hired a consulting firm to help develop strategies for their brands to specifically help customers with disabilities and shop for makeup. So they're very ahead of the curve. L'Oreal corporate offices are now accounting for at least 2% of their workforce to be disabled. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's amazing. But we just we just need to keep keep going and keep pushing. Yeah, and I feel like we always say like it's getting there, you mm-hmm. know. And it is getting there. It is getting better. But it's just like what I would like to see is more genuineness and not just doing it to do it sake, you know, like don't be inclusive just for inclusive sake. Like that's not where it's at. Like it's being inclusive because you care about everyone and you want your brand to reflect your love for all people. So what L'Oreal is doing, Estee Lauder, that is great. And I love it. And I, you never know, these brands probably had it had it in their, you know, little meetings and stuff for talking about it. And then this brand did it and they're like, dang, now we're going to be looked at as second or third. But honestly, it doesn't matter. I feel like it shouldn't, it shouldn't be looked at like that. It should be looked at like, you know, kind of a, just kind of a, a family thing, you know, it's like, okay, welcome, welcome to the fam. Exactly. But social media is not like that. Like social media will clap back and just like put you in your place real quick. Mm-hmm. And people are purchasing your brand because of how long it took you to respond when, you know, you don't know everything that goes on behind the scenes. So like you mentioned, it's kind of like, let's be a community. Let's all do what it takes to be inclusive. And that's it. Period. Right no matter how long it takes. So like when I say don't be inclusive for inclusive sake, but actually care about wanting to be inclusive, like make sure your brand reflects that in their social media, on their websites, like be transparent as to what you're doing. Are you setting up meetings with people living with disabilities? Are you interviewing them to see what they want and need out of your brand and things like that? Are you using correct verbiage or are you using demeaning, demeaning, you know, descriptives or, or words, you know, that are more, more demeaning than anything? Yeah. Yeah. So it's just like, just being genuine and actually wanting to do it because you don't have to. Uh, So actually, you know, take your time and like hire people living with disabilities to like, vouch for you, I guess, like be brand ambassadors and say, this is why I like working with this brand because they are actually wanting to change things. Like, I mean, it helps like social media is huge. Yeah, It is absolutely crazy. And like you said, like things spread like wildfire, good and bad, you know? Oh yeah. So just, you know, being just genuine and wanting to change. uh, I feel like we say that in mostly every episode but it is true the common denominator (laughs) yeah yeah don't just put it out there just to put it out there but actually be about it you know what I'm saying yeah that's that's where I'm at with that I agree yeah there was a couple good quotes um from this gal named Brie I think her last name is pronounced Scalise Brie Scalise um I followed her on IG she posts some really awesome content 
She does hashtag empowering individualism. And her thing behind that is finding beauty and joy in all of who you are and finding that power in your differences. Love that. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Love that so much. Oh, I love that. And um, I was also looking at the brand Airy. Mm. A-E-R-I-E. And I think I, I've seen their brand a ton. I don't even know if I've seen it in Target. I can't is that re- is that um like a part of the Aeropostale fam? I don't know. A-E-R-I-E. I mean, it might be, but I just know I've seen it as A-E-R-I-E. It's basically like bras and t-shirts and underwear and things like that. And they are doing like a whole campaign where they're bringing in models with disabilities and illnesses, and it is beautiful. So if you just look up airy disabled models, that's what they have on a have it as on Google. I mean, you can it's it's a beautiful thing. I mean, I was reading an article about it, and one person said that they love what the brand is doing, but there's not enough inclusivity when it comes to skin color. So they would mm-hmm. like to see more people in the darker range, darker skin range, which I agree, but I think they're doing a darn good job with just, I mean, they're showing everything, you know, mm-hmm. they're showing the scars and they're showing like the the bags, the medical bags. I don't know the right terminology. So I'm just going to say the, the medical bags, but mm-hmm. uh, they're showing women in wheelchairs and women with monitors on them. Like it's it's a beautiful thing. And it's real life, right? Oh yeah. Yes. Real, real, real life. And they're showing um like women with women with uh just one leg or one arm. Like it's I'm loving every moment of it. And it honestly makes me want to purchase everything mm. they come out with mm-hmm. simply because they're not leaving any woman out. Mm-hmm. And I don't care who you are. Everybody wants to look good and feel good, right? Right. So, you know, there are many different shapes, faces, sizes, types, you know, the list goes on. And and like I said earlier, it's it's if we don't see it, then it feels like it doesn't exist. And there's just a lack, a lack of representation. And um, I just, I love that the direction that we're headed in and um, just expanding and really opening people's minds and seeing more of um, just all the beautiful people in the world. Yeah, it is. It is. It's a great thing. I, I feel like we're headed in the right direction. I just mm-hmm. want to see more of it because the fact that I have never even like you mentioned before, like if you start following these people, it'll show up on your feed and you'll start to become more aware of it. So I think, yeah, you know, just like how we're doing this podcast, I think it's going to open the eyes of a lot of people, just like how Instagram and TikTok do it as well. So mm-hmm. I think that's awesome. Um, I think one thing we can talk about is the different uh, tools brands are coming out with to help people living with disabilities like apply makeup. So Cold Creatives is or has come out with a flexible makeup brush that helps 
apply makeup easier because it bends and it's Ooh. a lot more comfortable. So something like that. So you can look up Cole Creatives, which is like the store Kohl's, K-O-H-L, and then Creatives with a K. So Ooh. they're doing beautiful things. And then also Guide Beauty, which is G-U-I-D-E. They have created eyeliner, mascara, and a brow gel that's designed to provide comfortability and precision when applying makeup. Right on. Oh, yeah. There's there's some brands doing it. I didn't um I didn't research any tools, but I did find that Too Faced is a favorite because they've incorporated universal design um without actually trying to. So they have smells that coordinate with the color for makeup. And so that's really helpful for people when applying like shadows, for instance, or lip glosses or lip products in general. So that's pretty cool. Oh, so that can help with the blind? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, if they, they have can. like a, you know, a, a palette, an eyeshadow palette, um, the smell. And then I think Too Faced also is one who has incorporated tactile symbols also. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. See, I I didn't know any of this. This is crazy. Yeah. And, you know, I do find myself when I get these topics that I'm like, oh my gosh, I didn't even think of this. I do feel guilty. I do Mm -hmm. feel guilty because I'm in the industry and I sincerely want to be the most inclusive I can in my practice, in my professional life, in my everyday life, like truly. And so um, I just, I don't ever want to forget. And so having the, having people following people on Instagram helps me at least keep things top of mind and progressive and staying on top of it, you know, because I I don't, I don't want to forget. I want to keep progressing. And that can really help your brand as well. And you can teach your clients about it. Like, Hey, have you heard of this? Have you heard of that? Right. Spread the word. Exactly. That's, that's how, Mm -hmm. that's how it's going to happen. Word of mouth, social media. So yeah. I think it's a great thing. I do too. We're living it. (laughs) 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 We're not talking it. We're talking it and we're walking it. (laughs) Yes. Mm -hmm. I love that. So um, I think we pretty much covered everything. Do you have anything else you would like to discuss? No, no. I feel good about it. That was a good one. I guess a little bit of homework. You can look up, what is it? Molly Burke. Uh, yeah, I loved um, Molly Burke, Brie Scalise, B-R-I for Brie, uh, Jillian Mercado. She's yes. awesome. I definitely followed her. Um, and you I, can I know look there's the Airy brand. Mm-hmm, I know there's a ton of other people out there that that are um, just really spreading the word and and getting their story out there. So shout out everybody. Exactly, and. I'm sure if you follow them on Instagram, they'll like give you recommendations on similar influencers in the industry and things. So yeah, just definitely. Yeah. So that, that is your homework people. (laughs) I love giving homework now. (laughs) Uh Yeah. (sighs) Anyway, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I really hope you enjoyed it. As always, you can find us on Instagram at fearlessbeauties, fearlessbeauties.com. You can find me on Instagram at Taylor Budgets. And you can find me on Instagram at True Skin Lab. 
give me a follow, I follow back. Yes, and also Mary. We can't forget Mary at your Etsy godmother. Missing her today. I know. <laughs> all right, so that is it, Alina. Thank you all so much for tuning in. Thank you, in. guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.